Hey everyone, it's Caroline here. There were too many great things talked about in this conversation that I couldn't pick out just one quote to put at the beginning of this video. So you'll just have to watch the whole thing. Let me know what you think. Hi there, I'm Caroline, dog mom to Australian Shepherd mix, Layla May. Welcome to Owners Tell All, an Instagram live series where I chat with other dog owners about the successes and struggles of owning a dog. As a first-time dog owner and mental health advocate, my goal is to make new dog owners feel less alone, give hope for those problems people thought they couldn't solve, and match words to how their dog is acting or how they are feeling. Thanks for being here, and make sure to follow us on Instagram at L-A-Y-L-A underscore M-A-Y-Y-Y. Hello, everyone. Um, I'm going live tonight with Haley from Pause and Reflect. Um, I'm going to give it a few minutes for everyone to get on here. Go ahead and send her a request. Hey, how are you? I'm good. How are you doing? I am good. Have I you had a good day? I have so far. It has flown by. Mondays always do that. Oh yeah. Do you have like a lot of work to do on Mondays for your, for your job? Quite a bit. Well, and then last week was weird because I was traveling and like we had these weird days off and it was just getting back into everything. So today was like a lot and it happened really fast, but we're here now. Oh, that's good. Yeah, Mondays always, um, like, I feel like work is kind of just like, okay, here's everything to do for the week. And then you're like, oh, my God. <laughs> um, okay, it looks like we have a good amount on here, so we can go ahead and start. Right. Um, so if you just want to tell us, like, a little bit, you know, who you are and, like, who Scout is, kind of, like, where you got her and when, that type of stuff, um, and then we'll, we'll get started into like the questions. Cool. Cool. Um, so here, let me, let me show you all scout because she's being hilarious. She just put herself here right before we started. Um, this is a clothes dry pack. <laughs> I love that. And we just like dry our, our like towels and whatever on it. Um, cause we don't have anywhere else to really hang them in the laundry room. She's decided mm -hmm. that she wants it to be her elevated bed. So, like, literally a minute and a half before we hopped on this live, you she just, called like, her. You don't have to get one. Like, <laughs> you don't have to spend, like, the, the money on, like, a cot. <laughs> I know, seriously. So, she was circling on these, like, wet towels before I jumped on here. And I was like, girl, let me help you. And I just tossed an actual blanket down there. Um, yeah. So, that, that is Scout. She's a super weird dog, but we love her so much. I got her two and a half years ago. Um, two and a half years ago tomorrow, actually, will be okay. like the, the halfway point from a county shelter up in Wisconsin. It was my hometown shelter and my parents and I were going, um, every year we made like Christmas donations to the shelter and I was out of the house, you know, like I'd graduated college, had my own apartment. It was a pet friendly apartment and I knew I wanted a dog like soon. I wasn't necessarily looking for a dog like that exact day. Um, <laughs> but she was 
delightful and I loved her so much and I, I knew I was ready for a dog. Like it was something I was planning. It's just that that trip wasn't necessarily like, you know, I was priority number one was not looking for a dog. Yeah. Um, brought her home and she's wonderful. She's so sweet. She's pretty timid. She's a lot braver now than she was, but like the shelter staff described her as shy, which I think most of us in the dog world, like as time has gone on, I understand that term better. Like when a shelter mm -hmm. is using shy, it, it, you know, sometimes means just shy, but sometimes means like afraid of the whole world. Yeah. Um, <laughs> or or so, it could just be like every other dog there is just like jumps on everyone. And then that dog just like kind of chills. So. Yeah. Yeah. It's like all like relative, I guess. <laughs> yeah, super subjective there. Um, so mm -hmm. she was afraid of dogs at the shelter. They had like done a couple of dog greetings with her and in one of them she was reactive, which is a term that I didn't know at the time. Um, mm -hmm. They just said that she like puffed up and didn't want to greet, which, you know, again, in hindsight is is what we would define as reactivity. And then another one, she was just really fearful. Um, so she never interacted, like never played with dogs at the shelter. And then about two weeks after I brought her home, she was attacked by a dog on the sidewalk, which was just the worst thing ever. I barely knew her. She didn't trust me. We didn't have a relationship yet. We're just walking down the sidewalk, passing another dog who was on leash, um, on a flexi leash, actually, which like is one of my favorite tools nowadays. But um, dog looked totally normal and under control until the last sec. Like it was not a dog I was afraid of. It wasn't barking at us. It wasn't doing anything. And then at the last second as we passed, it lunged and pinned her to the side. Like close were you? Like a couple of feet or like 10 feet, you think? And then yeah, like maybe like five or six, like I wasn't going out of my way to make space at that point. Mm -hmm. um, but we weren't like right next to it. Like it, when we started passing each other, it was on the other side of its owner. Um, and I knew yeah. that I was afraid of dogs at this point, but the advice that I had gotten was to just not make a big deal of it, which is like not bad advice in theory. Mm -hmm. um, it was bad for me because I overthought everything. And so my version of not making a big deal was like, must walk forward, like can't, you know, like I thought that if I went out of my way to make space, I'd be like reinforcing that there was something to be afraid of, which is such bogus. Like mm -hmm. now I know that's exactly what I should have done. I probably could have prevented a whole slew of things, but long story short, that happened. And then she went from being, you know, really timid and scared to reacting to every single dog she saw. She was like, screw this. You haven't kept me safe. Like barking and yelling at them keeps them away. So we're going to do that. And that's what kicked off a more in-depth training journey. Um, but we're, we're pretty much past that now. She'll react if a dog is being inappropriate to her or if she's surprised, which is fair to me. I also react when things surprise yeah. me. And if someone, if I walked into a bar and someone sprinted towards me, brandishing their arms to try to hug me, I'd, I'd react to that too. Um, yeah. yeah, so like the, she no longer reacts in ways that I personally find inappropriate. Like if a dog is minding its own business, she's a little bit on edge, a little scared, but like we're, we're mostly fine. Um, yeah, still, still afraid. Doesn't really have, sorry. I just keep watching her. She's very cute over there on that little, on that little cot. <laughs> I know whenever I do lives, I have to go into another room and just kind of like lock Layla out and be like, you just can't come in here. <laughs> um, I gave her I got her a new chew, so I, like, gave her this, like, rabbit ear before. Oh, nice. Take it. Um, Bet she's in heaven. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah, she seemed very intrigued by it. Um, yeah. 
I, I thought of you the other day. I was having a um a chat with Grace. I've been working with her and um how you said, you know, you like took the pay no attention to other dogs like too literally. Mm-hmm. Um, we've been been working through our play stuff and um on our last one she told me uh to play tug for like a few minutes before I ask her for like a drop or an out so I was like okay I can do that so she I was she was watching some of the videos I uploaded and she was like you literally like you don't drop the ball for like a whole two minutes I'm like yeah we're playing tug you told me not to ask her for a drop for like two minutes she was like no like let her win just like don't ask for obedience during that time like during like the first few minutes and I'm like oh my gosh like I've been like you watch it she's like she she was talking she was like I'm surprised by how much like strength and persistence Layla has because she will go for like that whole two minutes without dropping the ball like yeah me too (laughs) (laughs) and she was like no you should just like play for like a good amount of time before you like ask for any obedience I'm like got it (laughs) um but I, I, t- I told her, I was like, I took that very literally. Like, yeah. do not, like, do anything. Like, play for a full two minutes. So I'm like, okay, we'll do it. Which is, I understand completely. I mean, especially in the beginning. Yeah. I have a little bit better understanding of, like, what we're doing and why. And I have more context. And I know the terminology to have different conversations. And, like, you know, we, we continue to grow and whatever. But mm-hmm. especially in those early days. I like didn't know a ton of what I was doing like mm-hmm. I a little bit with my family's husky and like you know I knew some basic things but I was really ready at that point to cling to anything someone told me that would help my dog I was just like sounds good we're gonna do this like took it super literally whereas nowadays I look at things with a little bit more nuance and like in hindsight I understand you know there, there is no black and white but yeah at the time they said don't pay attention like, don't make a big deal of passing other dogs. And I was like, sounds good. We will just. Yeah. I will. No, know. that's, <laughs> that's exactly how I, how I took what Grace said. I was like, I will, I will do this like literal thing. And then now she's like, okay, you need to focus on letting Layla win more. I'm like, okay, bet. Now I'm like letting her win. And I'm like, am I letting her win too much? Like, am I, you know what I mean? It's just like. I feel like I can be so calculated about it. I need to like really loosen up. Um, Oh yeah. And it is like a really loose, like fun game whenever we are like doing chase and like keep away type stuff. She loves to play keep away, but whenever it comes to tug, I feel like right now I'm like being super calculated about it. So I need to like let loose a little bit Um, in my head. That was one of my biggest things. Like, Sean would watch me and he's barely read or listened to anything about dog training. Like I'll talk to him about it, but he's not in the space. Like, like we're in the space. Um, and he would watch me play and he'd be like, what are you doing? Like, she didn't even work for it. And you just let go of it. Like, that's not fun. And I was like, I'm trying to build her confidence and let her win. Like, I don't know. (laughs) Yeah, no, like literally the same. It's the exact same. Um, Uh, now to like get into some of our questions. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Um, okay, so you've already showed Scout, um, show her anytime you want, um, but what is, like, the quirkiest, cutest little thing about Scout that, like, maybe not other people know? 
Well, just just because I, I'll never say no to that invitation. This is one of those things. I mean, she. Oh, sorry. Did I wake you? Hello. You're very cute. This is this is Scout sleeping on our clothes drying rack, which I I just think is really quirky. She just started doing that recently, like mm -hmm. um like maybe two weeks ago. I think that she is hilarious. How <laughs> she like flops her tail like a dead fish. Um, like, like if she's laying down and she's sort of calm and really happy that you're walking towards her and wants you to pet her, she doesn't wag it. It like, just like flutters a little bit. I can't handle mm -hmm. it. I feel like I probably have posted about it a lot, but it's like so cute. Like it's not a full wag and it's just like this really subtle little like flutter and she does it until you start petting her. And then if you stop, she does it again. And I'm like, are you? I mean, it, the terms don't work quite right because it's not an aversive stimulus by any means, but it's almost like she's like negatively reinforcing me into petting her. She's like, oh, yeah. I'm going to tail flutter until you touch me. And until then, you do it. Uh-huh. Yeah. We kind of have like a similar thing. I don't know like what makes her do it exactly, but she, if she has her tongue in this like certain position in between her canines, I just like lose it. Like if I'm eating like, the best steak ever and she does that i'm like here you go this Seriously. is yours <laughs> oh oh yeah i've reinforced so like um she now begs with her head down almost yeah. as i in the beginning just totally taught her that if she if i had something she wanted and she rested her head on my knee i was like that's really cute and like not obnoxious like you're not trying to grab it out of my hand yeah. when she did that and now she'll like stand next to the coffee table and put her chin on the coffee table and wiggle yeah. and just stare at me. And I'm like, you can have anything you want. You're perfect. No, that's exactly how I am. It's like that little tongue. I don't know how to describe it. It's just like sits right in between our canines. I'm like, could you be any cuter? Like, I don't know. It reminds me of like the puppy days. Like she looks like a, a really young puppy. I mean, she's still really young. She's only a year and a half, but, um, Okay, so let's talk about kind of your goals, like, at the beginning of whenever you got Scout, and then how they've changed over time. Yeah. So when I first got her, like, before I realized the extent of what needs more confidence around other dogs means, um, my goal was pretty selfish. I didn't realize it at the time. I wanted a dog who was a good dog, and I wanted to, like, be the person with a good dog and, like, train my dog take her places and you know like like I wanted to be that person like oh my dog is respectful and I don't know like I had just kind of gotten into training with my childhood dogs I didn't even realize training was a thing you could do I was just like it, it kind of all went over my head I just never considered it I never thought about it and I thought like you get lucky with a dog or you don't get lucky with a dog like I thought yeah. you know it's who they are so I was really excited about the prospect of like shaping a dog and putting in effort and being able to say that I put in that effort. Part of it was just cause like I was interested in the training and I thought it was fun. Um, but yeah, honestly, a lot of it was selfish. Like I just wanted to create a good dog so that I could like feel proud. Um, mm -hmm. and, and do you, do you like your personality in general? Do you just like to control things? Like yeah. not in like a bad way, but like I, I like having, responsibility over something i'm like yep. this like i did that yep exactly yeah okay. i have a i have a high internal locus of control like i like to think that i can control everything and i'm quite type a 
and mm -hmm. no lists and feeling accomplished and all of that. Um, so it was a, you know, it was a mix. Like I had grown up with dogs and I loved dogs and I wanted to share my life with a dog. Like I, I always thought those moments were special where you feel like you're connecting with another species. But yeah, it was large. I was like, I'm going to have this good dog. And then I realized the extent of, oh, you're terrified and I let you get attacked. And now you're like terrified and also yelling at dogs from a block away. And I live in an apartment with other dogs and like, screw this good dog thing. Cause that's not you right now. Um, yeah. <laughs> and I mean, she was like, there are so many things she's been wonderful with the whole time. But then my goal, quite literally, I went to several training consults and all I said was, I just want to walk her down the street without her barking at another dog. Like that was it. That was end goal for me. Like all I told myself I wanted. Um, I just want to take her on a walk at a normal hour of day and mm -hmm. not bark at anyone. And then we did that. And as we did that and, you know, you have your times where things are going really well and maybe you regress a little and you change up what you're doing or you talk to someone new and like, it's this mm -hmm. whole nuanced process. Um, that's finally when I really, really arrived at the goal that encompassed everything, which is I just want to live well with her and have fun. Like, I got her to enrich my life. And also part of the reason I got her was because I always, like I said, I loved those moments where it felt like you're connecting with another species. Like how cool is it that we don't share a verbal language or even a lot of the same mannerisms and I can so, know like woven together. Yeah. Like she can look at me in a certain way and I can tell you that she is about to poop or yeah. She really wants to play like there's all like this unspoken language that we've developed and that's always felt really special even when I was a kid and I finally got to the point where I could put aside some of those more surface level goals and really decide like what I want is to have an enriching life with you like what life is great for you to live and what life is great for me to live and how can we do that together and then that started driving everything else and that was like big moment for me um where I got a lot less preoccupied with like her reactivity and like some of these surface level things I got cut up on and I just started having more fun with her. And like, that's a, that's a definitive moment in my mind when I look back, like I remember when I was journaling and like arriving at these thoughts and being like, mm -hmm. Oh my gosh, like this is the goal. And it doesn't have to be, you know, I was setting all of these other arbitrary goals, like yeah. that just didn't really play into that end goal as much. Um, mm -hmm. So yeah, started like broad had one very specific goal of like please just walk down the street with me like pretty yeah. please walk and then broadened that out again to just like overall how can we like enjoy each other yeah no that that makes um that makes sense and I feel like that's how a lot of people um with reactive dogs have kind of felt at times um and I guess I don't know like I haven't been paying too much attention to who all is on here but like how would you kind of describe like what reactivity was if someone because like I hadn't heard that word until I got on dog Instagram and then oh yeah like oh reactivity like buzzword type of thing um and some people like don't quite understand what I mean whenever I first like say you know reactive dog or whatever um, I just explain it as, you know, like acting, um, inappropriately or kind of like 
like how you said, like yelling, like you, you don't want her yelling. Is that kind of how you would explain it to you? Yeah. Oh, this is, this is a great question. I have a couple sort of different answers depending on the context. So I used to get really caught up in that label and it was unhealthy for me. Like I branded Scout as a reactive dog and like, that's kind mm -hmm. of all. I and so depending on who I'm talking to and where they're coming from with it, sometimes my, my definition of reactive dog is every dog on the whole planet, because if you're not reactive, you're dead, like you have to react to your environment. And that was really helpful for me to like create a spectrum in my mind of the intensity of her reactions and whether or not they were appropriate. Like to this day, like, you know, like a couple weeks ago, I think maybe two and a half now we were coming back from a run and this dog in one of our neighbor's houses ran out of his front door as we passed and made a beeline towards us. And like, you never know for sure. It happened really fast. It was a blur. I'm quite confident this dog was not just trying to say hi. Like, I think mm -hmm. he was to hurt my dog. It was terrifying. And Scout barked quite a bit and, like, was kind of growling back and whatever. And I was not at all upset because if someone runs at you trying to physically hurt you, you're allowed to, like, you're allowed to yeah. yell. Fine. Like, that doesn't bother me. Um, so the definition that I see, like, really commonly used that I would say, you know, the... There's the cheeky answer of, every, you know, every dog is real. The, like, real productive definition that I would use is just, yeah, like, overreacting mm -hmm. to, or reacting in ways that don't match the situation. Like, yeah, that's, that's good. And it comes from places, which is part of why I think it's confusing. Like, every once in a while, I'll get someone messaging me about their dog's reactivity. And their dog's reactivity is because their dog loves every dog in the whole world and is super frustrated because they're on a leash and can't meet them. And mm -hmm. I'm, I, you know, I'm happy to send you some of my favorite resources. Like here's a few trainers or here's a few podcasts or whatever it may be. But fundamentally that's different. Like Scout was never leash reactive. She was terrified of dogs on or off leash. And the response was the same unless she had a crazy huge amount of space. Like she mm -hmm. felt even off leash and, you know, a reasonable amount of space. Um, so I think that, muddies the waters too because it's like if I I've, I've really stopped telling people that scout was reactive or if I do I specify that it was fear-based and or mm -hmm. I'll just think like she's afraid of other dogs defensive words like that because I think it paints a clearer picture because for a while I like I'd scroll through the hashtags and like I wanted to find like-minded people going through the same thing and everyone's journey is just so different that at a certain level that almost wasn't productive for me because I started that she had to be like every other dog on that hashtag. And like, there's so many different causes for the behavior that we describe as reactive. Mm -hmm. uh, yeah. It's, it's so nuanced that gets so messy. <laughs> yeah. And I think like people tend to say it's like the more fight, but there's like all different kinds of like spectrum of, reactivity like Layla is never she's never been like the fight she's always been flight it's like either she's good or she's like running away <laughs> um but that's like not talked about as often or I guess it's like kind of overlooked um yeah. so were you um like with a specific trainer whenever you were kind of had that like realization moment I was doing some virtual sessions with Jay, um, mm -hmm. his whole philosophy. Like he helped you like kind of like come to that realization. 
Yeah, like especially his podcasts too. There's one called Lifestyle Training First and Structure um, that just like changed my world at the time. Like where I was in our journey, it was exactly what I needed to hear. And Mm -hmm. that kind of helped inspire that idea of just living well together and like what things do you need to be able to do so that we can live in harmony and like not have conflict all the time and not drive each other nuts. Um, Mm -hmm. And, and honestly I have, I have Sean to thank for a lot of it because what Sean and I had been together about five months when I got scout, um, didn't live together or anything, but you know, he was around a lot. Like he saw me interact with scout a lot. And there were a few moments where he was really honest with me and he told me, you know, you, you got a dog because you wanted a dog and you were excited and this was supposed to be a good thing. And I see it making you angrier and more upset, bringing you joy. Mm-hmm. Hard to hear and I wanted to deny it and I wanted to say, no, I love my dog and things are great. I have this awesome relationship and like, shut up. Um, yeah. But he was, as he, you know, 99% of the time is right. And I really needed to hear it. And it was kind yeah. of that of someone who I really love, who saw us interact firsthand saying like, look, you're mad at her or at yourself or at the mm-hmm. situation more than you are enjoying it. Like, what are you going to do about that? Because that's not why, that's not why I got a dog. Um, yeah. That was really helpful and yeah, very difficult. Like there were lots of tears involved in those conversations and me just feeling like a failure and super guilty about 10 things all at once. But I had, I had to have that moment and be like, shoot, you're right. Like I'm not, I'm pouring my heart and soul into this. And also like, I'm not really having that much fun with her. Like that's an issue. Mm -hmm. It's interesting. And I feel you a lot because we went through a similar moment. So we actually got Layla more as like Bobby's dog. Like we paid for her together, but like he, like we were going to share expensive expenses, but it was going to be like more his dog. Like I was kind of like, yeah, like I'll get a dog with you, but like you have to take care of it type thing. And so, um, how the turn table. Yeah. From like February, when, which is when we got her until, um, probably like August. So like around this time, July, August, so around this time last year, um, it, it was, it was like his dog. Like we, I mean, we did like everything together, but like he handled the leash. He like mm-hmm. did her, all of that. And, um, you know, I did like tricks, but like that was whatever. Yeah. So then, um, he got, gets a job and goes into the office and I work from home. So I'm like, okay, like, it's just going to be me and Layla. Like she does her thing. I do my thing, like whatever. Well, about a month or two in, um, there were just things that started happening. Like she didn't listen to me. Um, like ever just very like disrespectful to me basically. And, but I also had never like shown her that I was like, gonna be like a leader or like I was going to like basically it was just like our only communication at that point was like you do this and then she was like no I'm not freaking doing that (laughs) and I'm like oh my god and then we would like get into this like angry fight Mm -hmm. with each other um so there was a while that we just like we didn't like each other and then it got to the point he started going away for work 
and whatnot, like on trips. And she, I mean, it was bad. It was really bad. And to the point that like, um, that's when she started like having some of her like crate problems where she was like guarding her crate and different things like that. There was like nothing I could do. And I was scared of her too. I've like been, I, I was scared of dogs, not scared of dogs, but I was like, you're growling at me. Like, I'm not going to do anything. Like I'm scared. You know what I mean? Yeah. And so there, Bobby had to sit me down and was like, you know, this isn't really how we wanted it to be. Like it was going to be, you know, more my responsibility, but just like how the way that things have like came out, you know, it's, it's, it's your dog kind of now. And he was like, and if she is going to make you cry and have, and you're going to have anxiety attacks every day, like, should we get rid of her? Like, should we rehome her? And I was like, I'm not rehoming a dog. Like I, I will not do that. And it was basically like after that conversation, you know, it was kind of like a thought. And then it was like a true conversation. Like, a, like we actually need to like sit down and think about this a little bit more. And I was like, okay, I'm just like, I'm not doing that. And then that's really when I was like, okay, we're going to start training. I'm like going to figure this out. Started like consulting different trainers and like getting into everything. But I was just like, I'm not like, I'm not getting rid of a dog. Um, and so, I mean, yeah, it was just like a 180, like literally, but kind of like he had to kick my butt and be like, we have to figure this out. Um, because, you know, as much as he loved Layla, he was like, I'm not, I don't want to come home to you being like upset every day. I was like, yep. I mean, yeah, but, um, yeah, so we figured that out. And then for like the first kind of like three months of our training, it was really just like setting boundaries. It was very, 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 very structured. Um, and that was kind of towards like the end of last year. And then, um, starting in January is when I really was like, okay, we like each other now <laughs> and we're like, at least like mutually <laughs> respectful, like let's actually start working on our relationship. Um, so that's when like play got involved. The 30 days of play was like a huge, like eye opener to me about how, um, we could like interact and engage in like a positive way besides like training, like, oh, yeah. you know, um, like the training as in like heel stay, that kind of stuff. Mm -hmm. Um, and that, that was like that, even though it was like just a little, little Instagram challenge, it made a really big difference in my life. Um, and then ever since I've been like very much play focused. I love so, it. Okay. Love that was my little story. I haven't shared that before on Instagram. So the two things I love most about that is the power of little things that happen on social media, which is something that the past year and a half, especially of my life has really taught me to embrace. Like I never imagined that I'd find myself in a community like this and I still don't know how to feel about it sometimes or how to act. And like, just realizing that, like you said, like the silly little social media challenge, <laughs> different. like me posting about using a flexi responsibly can like actually change a real human being's mind or or vice versa, like, mm -hmm. you know, we have just as much power to do bad things. Um, at, yeah, yeah, like, that's such a powerful idea. To yeah. And then also, oh my gosh, so much agree on the play. If I could go back in time, I would just play with Scout. Yeah. 
in the beginning. Like we barely played when I brought her home or I kind of like thought we were playing and didn't really understand what that was. And it was like still full of a ton of conflict. And we used to play like double ball fetch, which had no cooperation. I was just like bribing her to drop one ball to throw the other ball. And there was no interaction with me involved. It was just like focusing on the ball or the balls. And like, I used to do it to tire her out. Like literally that was my goal. I was like, I just want to get you tired before I go to work. And now I don't even care if she's tired. I think about like fulfillment and satisfaction and like, you know, I don't need to just deplete your energy. I need to fill your tank and like make you feel good about the day. Um, like the difference between when I have a work day that's exhausting but sucks. And like in the evening, I just feel like, you know, like shit. Um, yeah. Versus when you have a work day that's super tiring, but you're working on things that feel really satisfying and like, you know. Productive. Yeah. And then you're energized yeah. after it. Yeah. You're like, like content like you can rest in a in a properly relaxed way um but yeah that resonates so much with me like i wish i would have used so much less food and gotten caught up in so many or like gotten less caught up in so many things and i wish we would have just like played because sean played yeah. her sean's basically the one who taught her to play and it's you know anecdotally so take it all with a grain of salt i don't have a um, statistically significant conclusion here but definitely anecdotally i hand fed scout from day one and handled all of the training and put in hours and hours of all of this work like literally her first meal in my apartment the night i brought her home like was hand fed and then they all were for long like i controlled all of that did all of it and scout bonded with sean arguably faster than me even though he didn't live with us was only sometimes very rarely, if ever, did any of the hand feeding or anything. But when he was there, he played with her. They interacted as fellow creatures. And yeah. I look back on that. It's just crazy, the difference. Like, we had a, you know, we've developed a really good relationship, too. Don't get me wrong. Um, but, yeah, man, I wish I would have, just wish I would have played so much more. <laughs> yeah. Um, like, whenever we get another dog, which who knows when. But it's going to be, like play 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 and then I think something that I would like to start like fairly early on is box feeding um it's not even something that I've done with Layla but I think that is something that could be um like I think that's something that a a puppy could benefit from just kind of that like mental toughness and the different things you can do with box feeding like distracting them but then So I know you box feed with a scout. Um, yeah, yeah. So, and for people that don't know, um, box feeding is a literal box um, that you, do you put like the object down in um, to kind of like start it or like open up the, the yep. feeding makes it Makes it more specific and then lets her know that it's on the table. So this is our, this is what we use as an article. And this is her box. It sits on the floor. So the reason that the article is important for us especially is that I don't want her just coming over to this empty box when it's on the floor and having it not pay her food. Mm -hmm. Um, So when this is in there, then she puts her head in, she indicates on the article, and that means that the opportunity for food is on the table. Um, Yeah. Yeah, it's it's a literal box. It took me a very long time to understand it. I remember listening to 
it's like episode four of the canine paradigm and i listened to it way in my early days with scout and i was like i don't understand like what is this <laughs> like, I, I don't get it yeah um do you do like any kind of like distractions with her like noise or anything like that yeah so we don't we haven't been box feeding as much lately she's actually been getting almost all of her food for free for a little while now um as we've mm -hmm. focused on play but like once in a while like it's, i think it's a good focus work activity we still do like impulse control stuff like we, we want to keep up those um those skills i've just been focusing really hard on making things feel less transactional for us personally where we're at right now and like mm -hmm. more focused on that play and like here's some food for free and like i kind of wanted to see how much we were relying on food to be honest like if i give you if you have all of your basic needs met do you still really want to engage with me because if you don't like, that's not good. Like, I'm just depending on resources that you need to survive then. Like, that feels kind of bad. Um, but when we do do it, we do quite a few distractions. And we were doing it for a while, like, really consistently. Like, every, every, every bit of food. That's how we started it and made sure the picture was really clear. It helped us a ton in our apartment with, like, um, like she's a cattle dog, right? And, yeah. like, it, it's in her genetics to be alert and a little bit wary and protective of her territory. Like, those are things that we humans said... I want this dog to have yeah and, and bred into them yep like that's not her fault that's not her doing anything bad like she's being a good cattle dog when she alerts me to something mm -hmm. but it helped a ton in our apartment like it really helped us get her responding better to like door knocks or loud hallway noises things like that um like the box i definitely saw a big change in her like confidence and response to those things. Like if someone would drop a ton of stuff right outside our door in the apartment, I think that the distractions we had built up in box feeding helped her handle it better. Like that, it was cool to see like, you know, a, yeah. a two month before and after. And like, there's a gazillion confounding variables, right? Like I could never confidently sit here and say it was just because of the box. Cause we're constantly doing 10 things at once and who knows what combination of it really helped. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, but I, I certainly think it was part of it. Plus, it was just kind of fun. Like, I, you you know this about me. I love just being a doofus while training. Like, yeah. if I can make a fool of myself, then all the better. Um, yeah. So, it was great because I'm just, like, dancing around her all silly while she's in the box. And I'm, like, picking up her back legs while she's in the box. And just, like, all sorts of nonsense that was it's really fun. It's fun, like, even, like, during play, you're just, like, okay, what, like, my creative side is, like, okay, what can I do? What can I do to, like, make this, make this, like, different or fun or novel, like, whatever. Yeah. Um, somebody did ask, if you were to go back, would you um, still hand feed or would you add just, like, in a lot more play? That's a very good question and something I've thought a lot I've been trying to get my thoughts more straight um, because in some ways with where we were at, I think hand feeding did a lot of good for us. And I, I'm not anti hand feeding by any means. Like it's always scary to say things on the internet because sometimes just saying that I would do something differently, depending on how someone interprets that, they might think I'm saying like, you should never do this because I would do it differently. Um, for us personally and what I know in hindsight, I don't think, I would hand feed at least not to the degree that I, that I did. I think I'd give her a lot more food for free. Um, she always had decent food drive, but not like off the charts food drive. 
And I think that the relationship we've built with play as a foundation is a lot better than the one with food as a foundation. With that said, I'll be totally honest, like there's a lot of things that I don't know how I would have done without leveraging a bunch of food. And so that yeah. would be, if I did this a second time around, I'd be really pushing myself to learn and keep growing, which is something I want to do because I find that fun. Um, but like, definitely it helped a lot to use a ton of food, like in and around our apartment complex and have fun with it. And I think I would do, like, I definitely not every meal would be like from a bowl. Like there'd be a lot mm -hmm. of space and like trying snuffle mats, like different things like that. Yeah. Like for sure food play, but I think I do a lot less of, um, like, I gave her so many meals for eye contact, which again, like there's a time and a place and I'm not saying that that's always bad, but for us, it was kind of unnecessary. Like Scout's focus is for her people. If she has a relationship with you, she's very watchful and cares about you already. And I was just teaching this very arbitrary thing of like make eye contact with me to get the sustenance you need to survive. And it wasn't, I thought at the time it was like doing this great thing for our relationship. And in hindsight, I just don't think it was doing quite as much as I thought it was. Like, I think I could have done more and built true engagement through play instead of like, like we built a lot of great focus, but it wasn't necessarily engagement independent of food. It was like, I'm focusing on you to get my food. Whereas nowadays when we're out and about, regardless of what I have on me, it's like, I'm engaging with you because I care about where you are and we're doing this. Mm -hmm. I do think that's um, because I didn't do, I did a little bit of that, but I didn't do too much. And then um, we went to an agility class and that was like one of the first things that like we worked on just because there were other dogs there. That was like one of the um, exercises that the instructor wanted. And, and I was at first she like said something I was like uh yeah I don't think we've ever done this actually <laughs> and it was like everyone else raised their hands and I was like I don't know what you're talking about so then we like started doing it I was like okay like yes we have done that um and it was basically just like holding the food here same focus like she looks at me okay pay and uh, like yeah you, like what you were saying, like she probably didn't need it as much as you did, but in the environment that we were in, like around those like six or seven other dogs, it was mm -hmm. very interesting and like challenging and it really worked like impulse control. Yeah. So I think if, yeah, you know, it's, it's everything like how you always say it's nuance and it's kind of like, there's a time and a place for everything. Like you may not do that in, your apartment where you're like completely comfortable and there's no distractions, but that might be a good exercise if you're around other dogs or people or whatever. Um, are you okay? Froze for just a second. Okay. Okay. Well, I just said that uh, kind of like there's a time and a place for, for everything. Um, and then let's see, someone asked, how did you clarify your windows and paint the pictures for Scout initially? I feel like that's going to be a very long conversation. That is, yeah. <laughs> Even you just asked such an innocent question of like what I handled again. And I was, here's a really long answer with a ton of, you know, caveats involved. Yeah. Um, yeah. I get asked that a lot. I do have a guide on our profile that can like compiles the posts I've made on windows. And I always point people to J Jack's foundational lesson plan, which is 
free on his website and talks about it. I'm definitely not an expert. We did it in a really like, um, so if you're, we have a really bad storm going on. That's probably why it cut out. Oh, that makes sense. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I, I recommend going to those places for you with it because it was like a very, <laughs> um, okay. <laughs> My friend said that her dog's also freaking out. Yeah, it's it's a pretty bad storm. Huh? Uh, guys, good. Like, is yeah, everything? Yeah, it's okay. I hear Layla barking, but I think she was scared of the thunder. That makes sense. Um. Okay. So, was there really, like, a game changer in your training? I know you kind of, like, talked about that realization of, like, um, like, transitioning from, like, the everyday things to just, like, enjoying life together. Was that kind of the game changer, or did you, like, have something else? I think that was, that was probably the biggest part of it. And then, I mean, we've already talked about this a lot, but definitely play. Um mm -hmm and understanding what you can do with play. Like my childhood dog played fetch and it was awful. You threw the ball for her once and you better be committed to throwing the ball for her like 700 times and she wouldn't yeah. stop. It was horrible and no one enjoyed it. And like realizing that play could play it's not like there's there's skills involved with that regulation and there's you know like realize that I could train like teach things that she needs to know through a game was huge um yeah. and then like middle ground where like I don't know I started off and didn't know a ton about methods and styles and like really wanted to respect scout and like be kind to scout and then I went kind of like too far honestly like started to go in a direction that I'm currently not comfortable with where I went far on the end of like correct what you don't like reward what you do yeah. like making it very mechanical very just straight up operant conditioning and kind of like for a while not really respecting that Scout was scared even though I knew she was and so then finally reaching this middle ground where it was like I'm not going to coddle you and I'm not going to adjust my entire and make world smaller and like walk you at 3 a.m. for the rest of our lives like I'm not gonna do those things at the same time I'm not gonna put you in a ton of situations just because you can handle it if I keep you know prong yeah. and not react like finding that balance was really tough because there's a lot of voices on extreme ends and then there's voices in the middle and you know like to this day I'll get messages from some balanced people saying that I'm too soft and then you know I'll yeah. talk about and so you get force three people saying how could you talk about punishment and like it took me a long time to feel comfortable with my why mm -hmm. and my reasoning um I think that was a big game changer because that allowed me to actually like think about scout as an individual and decide what I was happy with like I once had someone ask me why I don't just get an e-collar and fix her. And I was like, you and I are not looking at this dog or life in the same. <laughs> yeah, like that was a game changer. I had to 
comfortable with what we're doing existing in this mix. Um, and like a tool used to apply a method, but a tool isn't a method. And like, not broken, she's great. And <laughs> like, you know, how all, all of that, like just those thought processes, like lots of self-reflection and confidence that I had to gain that was a game changer. Yeah. And just, I mean, that's another thing, like social media, like, uh, yeah, the thunder is pretty wild. And I'm like, so sorry if the audio is cutting out. Um, no, you are, you're just fine. Okay. Um, yeah, the thunder is wild. Oh, oh yeah. Just like social media can just, you almost like have to like be, take your emotions out of some of it. I mean, I, I, I have only had to dealt with that like once. Um, and it wasn't even about like tools. It was about like my, um, how I, how we got Layla from a backyard breeder, um, oh, yeah. which I like now know, like, don't, you know, be a little bit more like educated and, and research and whatnot. But, um, I have a ton of thoughts on that, but like, it was kind of just like, okay, I have to like make this cookie cutter response and just like copy and paste it. And like, I did cause I was just like, I just, if I put my emotions in it, then I, it's like, I'm going to have a fight on Instagram and it's like, is that really worth it? Yeah. Like that's not healthy for anyone involved and like yeah. not healthy for our dogs either. Like, yeah. Earlier on, I used to get caught up in it a little bit more. And then, and again, Sean was really helpful here. Um, but I'd have to remind myself, like, why am I on this Instagram space in the first place? Like, yeah. because is it healthy for Scout if I'm hunched over my phone, angrily typing and exuding negative energy and like putting that into her environment? Or should I just like step away and say that that doesn't matter and what matters is the creature in front of me? And like, what is your but every time I frame it in terms of like what is best for my dog, that like, yeah, that always helps me be like, okay, it's not good for you if I spend an hour and a half here being, you know, super upset when I could be hanging out with you and like, yeah, something. Yeah, no, you're you're exactly right. <laughs> I love seeing people's comments on here. Can you see that? I, I do. I. I I wasn't paying attention at first until you mentioned that a few people had asked questions. I'll be honest, lives are still like, I'm not, I'm not good at them. Um, but now I keep getting distracted at the bottom. I'm like, hello, everyone. I know. I know. Hello. Um, I, I, um, I'm getting distracted by the thunder, but um, that's whatever. Um, okay. Do you feel like your foundation with obedience is a big part of your success or do you think you would have gone at it from a different angle initially? That kind of comes back around to play. Yeah. That's a super good question. I think in my perfect world, Scout needs as little obedience as possible because she can just live and handle the world without being under a command. Like I, so to be really, really clear, I do not think management is a dirty word. I use management all the time. I know that sometimes there's conversations about that. So when I say this, like, I am not saying it's bad at all. Like, literally mm -hmm. every day, at least once a day, probably we use some form of management. Um, I do think that using obedience to navigate the world is management. It's really impressive management. Like, if your dog can heal down the street past a trigger, like, hell yeah, go you. That's fantastic. Yeah. 
um, super impressive. But to me, like just for me personally, in my perfect world, Scout doesn't need to be under a command to be making good decisions um, and fundamentally feeling comfortable. So like for her specifically, and we're kind of dog being different. And like if Scout was a different dog, like if Scout was my neighbor's dog, T-Bone, I probably would be answering this question differently. Um, yeah. For her, 99% of the times that she's ever done something that's been inappropriate, it has stemmed from a place of fear and insecurity. Um, almost never does she do something bad because she's like over exuberant and like feeling really brave. So building up her confidence in the world and her trust in me, which we've mostly done through play, like that's where we've had the most success has been the biggest game changer for having her out and about because it's very different to watch out holding a downstay at group class where, you know, she's scared because there are other dogs around and she'll hold that downstay. Like we've proved her downstay a lot. It's one of the things I'm, I'm really, really proud of it. Honestly, like I can say down in just about any environment, she will go down and she'll stay down pretty much regardless of what happens, which like, I'm proud of that. Like, I, yeah, I don't, like a big deal. Yeah, I don't regret that we've worked on that. But there is a difference to me between, you know, saying down in a group class around other dogs and she holds it, but she's really scared um, versus watching her be comfortable enough on her own to lay down in that environment and make good decisions, not because I'm telling her to. Like, I really prioritize the latter now. And again, it all goes back to who she is as an individual and like what our individual lifestyle is like, I'm thrilled that she has the obedience she has. Do not get me wrong. Like super thrilled with that. You know, when Sean's family was visiting, we put her on the place command. Sometimes they're much less comfortable around other dogs. Like I'm so pleased with, um, like, I love that, that she's able to, yeah. And that she's like able to handle that and not be like frustrated to no end. Like, why can't I get up type of thing? Like, that we can, that she can do that. Like, I'm really proud of that, and I think that's great. Um, but I think for her, like, the biggest game changer has definitely not been obedience. Like, mm -hmm. it has it's been the play and advocating for her and, like, building up confidence with the world. Um, but, I, again, I might answer differently if you were asking me about dog T-Bone, who, like, I've never seen afraid of anything and who could probably, like, accidentally give a small child a black eye just because he moves a mile a minute and is yeah. like <laughs> yeah different things um, but that's how I feel for her oh boy we're getting some I know we're getting some good questions another thing that I think play does is just like engagement in general um just like that attention if if you build up that engagement and then which we haven't gotten to a place where I feel like I'm I'm telling I'm not telling you this because we're at this spot. I'm telling you this because I hope to be at this spot at some point. Um, but like, I hope that we build up our engagement through play so much that like, if we are out and about, um, you know, she just like looks at me to read the situation and is like, okay, mom is stopping. She's like looking around. I'm just going to sit real quick or like whatever the case may be. Um, or be like, okay, we're in like a really tight situation. Like, um, you know, I'm going to go ahead and get into heel and be like, like, bye mom, like that kind of thing. Just like, I think that just goes along with like growing up together 
like maturing together as like a group and a team and that kind of stuff. Um, But then like that leadership and engagement and like mutual respect you build with each other through play. And Um, I love that about like feeling stressed and going into a command. So one of the biggest purposes of our obedience for me is that Scout and I have a, an agreement. Um, Mm -hmm. I ask her to perform obedience. She does it like, you know, that's not, that's not a question. If I say down, you're, you're going down. Mm -hmm. Um, I end of that bargain is that I will keep your space. And get you out of this situation as quick as you can. Exactly. So like you're safe in obedience. And that's one of my favorite reasons that we've taught it and like biggest purposes. Like if we're at a patio and I have her mat set up like in a corner, um, but she's not under command and she's like free to settle at Liberty, which she does really well now, which is exciting. Like that's something we worked so, so, so hard on. Um, like two nights ago, we were at a brewery for my birthday and she like spent some time on the mat and like ventured away from the mat and like got a little on edge because there were some other dogs not that far away, like greeting and starting to try to play with each other and like took herself back to her mat. Like yeah. the- <laughs> I was just like, this is my safe spot. <laughs> And, like, I want her to have that. Like, I want her to know, like, come into middle, come onto your placemat, and, like, I'll advocate for your space. Like, that's a huge purpose of obedience for me. Um, mm-hmm. And, yeah, like, some of these questions, like, there's definitely – there's a lot to be said about reinforcing behaviors that we like and building that foundation. Yeah. Um, like, training obedience, helping to train a lot of what we consider desirable behavior is – totally reasonable um and i think one of the things that i've learned with scout is that if she's comfortable and confident she generally behaves desirably um like she like i said she very rarely does anything that i consider inappropriate that comes from like positive emotions like usually if she's reacting inappropriately it's because she's scared and so for us fixing not fixing that's not the right word um and it's always a work in progress but growing that confidence helps take care of that issue that would have a need for obedience in the first place and like that's that's us and that's her as an individual and you know i keep coming back to t-bone like if t-bone was my dog i'd probably well i'd be fulfilling him a lot and then i'd also probably be putting a pretty good foundation of obedience on him yeah because i think we would need to use it as management more often um because mm-hmm kind of veers like scout leans this way and t-bone is very much like in the opposite direction so lots of nuance there as always um yeah i think i think we've mostly answered these questions um i guess okay so just to kind of quickly go through these um do you think box feeding was the most important confidence building exercise or do you think that was something else (sighs) Oh, man. It's really hard to say what's most important. I I feel like how you said you do, like, ten things at once, you're like, what was really it? Yeah. And I'm, like, really caught, like, I don't ever want to say anything that's misleading or wrong. Like, I don't want to act like, oh, my gosh, box feeding, like, was the way of all. Yeah. Like, there is no, there is no magic snake oil that's going to, like, cure everything. Um it helped a lot. And so did a lot of our like body awareness, confidence building and letting her learn how to play was huge. And basically just like any time we showed her that there was a situation she was unsure of, and then she ended up handling it and could do it. 
like that was big for confidence. I think the biggest thing for con like in our daily life, like out and about, um, was building confidence in us. Like she did not trust me at all for a long time. I gave her no, re I gave her reasons to distrust me. Mm -hmm. uh, but once I worked on that a lot more, it got way better because she can, she can draw that confidence from me in those situations while we're still building it in her and those two things can play off of each other. Um, so yeah, sorry, I can never give a straight answer. It's like one of the worst things about me. Sean will attest. <laughs> You're totally fine. Um, okay, so let's see. To answer, do you have any resources, just suggestions learning about blue ribbon emotions? Um, check out her blog. <laughs> check out Haley's blog. Um, and then this book. Yeah, I was going to say, it's so funny. You know what? I actually took a class in college as, like, an elective, and I had to read that book. Wait, really? Yes. And no. then it was, like, an honors class about just, like, animals in general. I had to read that book. It was my sophomore year, I think. And then it's, like, uh, what, like, four, three or four years later, I'm, like, I actually know, like, some of the stuff that's, like, going around on Instagram. I'm, like, I took a class. <laughs> I love oh, that was a fun book. Um, yeah, I, I won't ramble about it here. If you're interested in my thoughts on the book, I have a blog post that's like way too long. Like if you read all the way through the blog post, you're, you're a saint. Um, but it's because there's a lot of things in the book that I loved and that really resonated with me deeply. And then there were quite a few things that I was like, I have mixed feelings about this and like, I need to unpack that. Um, so I recommend it like across the board, like it's a great read, but me recommending it is not saying I agree with every single word, um, but it's a great thought provoking read. And it's so, not, it doesn't just have like dogs in it. It has other animals too. We're um, getting questions on the book. It's animals make us human by mm -hmm. Tim Brandon. Um, and the couple, I, I mark up all my books when I read. So like there's underlines and all sorts of things. And I have photos of some of those markings in our emotions story highlight. And like, the book title is all there too, in yeah. case, in case you forget it. And whenever I post this live, I'll, I'll try to remember to tag that. Um, I'll make a note of that. Perfect. Um, but yeah, it, that, that book goes over more than like just dogs. It goes over pigs. And, um, I, I specifically remember like the pig thing. <laughs> uh, yeah, it's fascinating. It's I, I need to put it back on my bookshelf or I'm going to get really distracted having it in my hand. Oh my gosh, you're okay. Um, oh my gosh, there's so yes, many. Yes, Animals Make Us Human by Temple Grandin. Mm -hmm. Yes, that's correct. And then, okay. So, to segue into like some more play questions... Yeah. Um, did Scout have a naturally, like, high play drive? No. Well, not with us. Um, she would play with a toy on her own. So, like, there are dogs who don't play. Like, they don't show that system being activated almost ever. Mm -hmm. And that's a thing to deal with. Scout showed it. Like, she showed play. Like, the speaking type stuff? Um, yeah, like, she, you know... We, sorry, she's over in her little cot bed scratching herself, and I just hear the, because it's not a bed, because it is a clothes rack, I'm freaking under her. I'm just waiting for it to, like, fall. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, so she, 
like she had the the aspects of play like she was interested in consumption and like some of this um but not with us like she wanted to engage with the toy did not really want to play with us um and then very much like is is still a dog to this day who will not play if she's uncomfortable like play is a great gauge of her mindset so if she's able to play in a situation that's a really good indication to me that she's feeling good like things are all right like she will take food before she'll play um you know so like if that's like, how Layla is too yeah playing's like a better and um, even like the like the hardness of her play I should say like how yeah. willing like she is like how fast she's going how like hard she bites if she will grip onto it and you know yep. if, if she's like hesitant to like jump or like kind of if I'm kind of teasing her you know with the toy and she's like even the slightest bit hesitant I'm like what is wrong yeah <laughs> what is wrong <laughs> such a good gauge because like scout would you know she would hold a downstay or take food or heal in like a whole bunch of environments, but still be uncomfortable. And then that really helped me um, like using that as a gauge is better. Like we've proved obedience to the level that that's no longer a good gauge of her mindset because I've seen her be really stressed and still listen to an obedience command. So like, you know, it, it gives me a bit of information. At least mm -hmm. she's not panicking to the degree that she can't do a, do a known command. Yeah. Um, but that's so different than play. Like, there's still lots of times she won't play. So, yeah, we had to build that. That was a long process to build and a messy process to build. And I made so many mistakes and muddied the waters. And I, um, if I could go back in time with what I know now or what I feel I know now, because probably in a year I'll look back on this and be like, you knew nothing, Haley. Like, wow. <laughs> um, I, we'll, I hope like, watch this live back in a year and be like, those idiots. <laughs> <laughs> I think all the time about things that I see and like it honestly makes me happy because I'm like wow like look I'm I'm I think I'm better for Scout now and hopefully I'll keep saying that um, yeah I'm matured um, yeah I think that drive and like desire to engage with us faster now probably um, but it was hard earned like the first time Scout played with me outside like not in her home like tears and jubilation like it was just the most amazing moment of like oh my god you're comfortable enough right now and you're like excited to engage with me it was it I, I still get so excited like she played with us at one of our favorite coffee shop patios for one of the first times like two weekends ago and she's been going there and like settling pretty well and being relaxed whatever um but she finally like initiated play and I was like oh my gosh like we've made it <laughs> yeah um you had in one of your posts one time something like if scout plays at a place she should be able to like settle at a place also or that's kind of like how you think about it and um and like that's something that i like am always thinking about um especially not in our house but whenever we go to a new place and then like everything like you'll play and this happened to us the other day, actually. She played so hard beside the skate park that she's always been scared about. And then we basically, like, got done playing. I said enough. It was, like, a minute later. 
somebody on a skateboard like started skating and then it was like who's that what is that what are they doing why are they here like and it immediately went from like completely settled and like um satisfied to like what is that like why are they here um and it's just like wow like we have to just we need to keep doing this like um and I over time like it really has made a huge difference but anytime I say that like ready and she just looks at me and it's like let's go do this it's like the best feeling does she does she stress down or does she stress up like if she's anxious does she freeze and be still or is she like more very like alert like looking around like what's that sound who's this it's almost like if um she becomes like hyper aware whenever she's stressed so um yeah i love our hurting breeds right yeah (laughs) yeah very very just like hyper aware like you we say there's like nine things going on and she's fine and then that like 10th thing comes and it just like pushes her the slightest bit over edge and then it's like everything is a problem yeah which you know i understand that to some point to like some degree i mean i'm not a dog and she's not a human but like i can relate to that um with just like stress in general um so like I I get it but it's still just like dang it like that one skateboard or that like one bike or just like whatever it is it's like all you want to do is like go tell them to f off and you can't because <laughs> and it's tough to not know like you know yeah I think like we call it the pylon principle in humans a lot or we look at the layered stress model or like whatever mm-hmm. framework you want to view it in but when that happens to me as a human, I can, like, tell Sean. I can say, like, yeah. hey, I'm starting to feel overwhelmed, and mm-hmm. so I'm going to need a little bit of space. Whereas, like, Scout can't tell me that. So, you know, I might have a really crappy work day, and something silly happens. Like, I, I don't know, I spill the milk I'm pouring into the cereal. And on a normal day, it would be totally fine. Yeah. But like after my crappy work day and I didn't sleep well and blah, 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 whatever else happened, like now you're literally crying over spilled milk. Like, mm-hmm. and that makes sense because it wasn't the milk. It was everything else that everything I else. kept yeah. down before that. Um, but I, I can communicate that. Like as a human, I can say like, I have a low frustration tolerance right now. And so I need to do easy activities. Yeah. Scout can't tell me that. So it's my job to try and to look at her and figure it out, um, mm-hmm. which gets slightly easier as time goes on. But it's so, it's so, I totally feel you. Like there are days where like, we're doing great and things seem so wonderful. And then there's just that one thing that I thought she could handle that she mm-hmm. handled five minutes ago. And it's like, shoot, I pushed you too far. And like, I just didn't know. Yeah. Speaking of that, we have a word in our house. If we are feeling too stressed, we, Bob, just like Bobby and I, um, we all yell out Eureka. And it's just like that moment. We just like randomly picked a word. We are like, Eureka, okay. Like, Eureka. So it's just like our word. So like literally if one of us says it, the other one will like look and nod and just be like acknowledged. (laughs) Just like go our separate ways for, you know, 30 minutes or however long it needs to be. And then we'll come back and then it's like, okay, are you still feeling eureka? No, we're good. 
You two are so cute. And oh my gosh, I love that. That's so healthy. Like, it's so important to be able to express that and say, like, you know, before it reaches the point of boiling over. Yeah. Yeah. No, it's like, we'll be like mid conversation. And then it's just like, he asked me to do one thing or I asked him to do something. And then it's like, Eureka, hands up, like, yep. come out, <laughs> tap out. <laughs> um, oh my God. Love that. Okay, what is your favorite biological fulfillment slash enrichment? And then, let's see, that's just something that someone asked. Um, I personally, for, for Layla, she and I both have really been liking this thing where I take just, like, trash and put it in her, like, holy yeah. roller and then um, put, like, food in it, too, and she just, like, destroys it. It's, like, super easy to clean up. Like, it does look dirty at first, but then it's, like, you just sweep and it's fine. Um, <laughs> it takes her quite a while to get through it, and it's – she loves it, so. Yeah. Yeah, Scout loves digging in boxes, too. Like, anytime we have an Amazon box, just, like, putting mm -hmm. her food. Um, otherwise, I mean, I'm a total broken record, but, like, play is really yeah. fulfilling for both of us. And, like, yeah, Scout will tug with anything – in if she's comfortable if she's comfortable in an environment like she'll literally tug with you know the the string on my pants waistband if I tell her she can so like that's always fun okay what else oh my gosh there's so much here to sift through um multitasking to be honest with you like it's it's a little hard for me to be engaged with you and then also reading this I understand why it's hard for Scout to be engaged with me while also being afraid of what's going on around her. <laughs> I <know. laughs> okay. Okay. Well, I'll just stick with my questions from now. Or I have to try to. Okay. Kind of. That did kind of like segue them. Um, yeah. Okay. So the types of play that you like both enjoy. Um, so you just had like that post about kind of like meeting in the middle of of doing what you, you both enjoy. Um, and then someone also asked like, what is Scout's favorite game? Um, so I think that those two kind of go hand in hand. Scout loves to tug. Um, fight is her favorite of the six aspects. So I learned those from um, J-Jack's Tug A Deeper Perspective video, which I think he says that he got those concepts from Ivan and they're around in the world. Like, I can't tell you which person invented those. There's a couple different versions. Um, but it's like searching, stalking, chasing, celebrate, fighting, celebrating, consuming. Um, and Scout loves fighting. Like, she loves to tug. I don't love fighting as much because I overthink and I historically have been bad about either overwhelming or underwhelming her. Like, I'll start fighting too much and then she's yeah. this submissive girl and she's like, I will not try to get the toy, like, sorry. And that feels awful. Like, those moments have made me so sad where I'm trying to get into the game and then she's like, this is too much. Um, or I'll go the other way where I'm, like, letting her win every three seconds when she's not doing anything. And she's like, this is fun. Like, I'm not understanding the objective. Um, you know, and understanding that the objective was to win possession of the toy was big for me. Like, that helped me think of strategies and, like, understand what she was going for. Um, I like fetch a lot because I can stand in one place and sort of like, <laughs> like have fun with it. Um, and it's cooperative, not competitive, which 
just aligns better with me as an individual. Like it feels really amazing to be cooperating with Scout and she didn't fetch for a long, long, long time. Like getting her to chase and catch was huge for us. Um, so when she comes back and like literally tosses the Frisbee at me, like here you go, have this, make it fly for me again. It's just the best feeling. Um, but she doesn't, she doesn't like that quite as much as Tug. So we try to do a good, we, we like to warm up with Tug and then throw a bit because I don't like her sprinting on cold muscles that much. So we'll try to like tug for a bit and then switch between. Um, but yeah, that she will literally have, like a pine cone or a ball or like I had someone tell me once that um, like I've seen conversations going around about like squeaky toys and whether or not we should give them to our dogs. And if they encourage the dog to like run away and just engage with the squeak instead of engaging with us. And I'm like, oh, scout I heard that. Yeah. Super interesting. And like, I can see it for some dogs, depending yeah. on the um, scout will bring me her squeaky toy and be like, hello, this is a small squeaky object. Let's tug with it. And I'm yeah. like, where do, I, where do I even hold it? <laughs> yeah, no, that's so funny. I so agreed that like Layla doesn't like um, fetch as much. She loves keep away. Um, like chasing, like me chasing her, her chasing me type thing. That's um, so fun. I don't like as much because I'm always like, what if I trip? <laughs> Tell me about And I have before like thousands of times. Um, so I'm always like, oh my God, I really don't want to like bust my ass. Yeah. But um, I, I really like Tug. Um, and so I just we need, I like just did not let her win enough for like two weeks now. And then Grace is like, you need to let her win more. And then now I'm like letting her win. And she's like, what do I do? So then it's like, okay, I know you love to play keep away. So as soon as she gets it, I'm like trying to go after her yeah. um, to, to like get her excited and, and celebrate kind of thing. Oh, that's um, so fun. I love that. And then, okay. Do you ever have a moment which I guess you kind of like said, like she always loves to tug. If she's like pushing something in your face and you just like, you don't know how to tug with it. Like it is that like little squeaker or whatever, like what, or you just don't feel like playing tug. Um, do you ever have those moments? Sometimes. Yeah. Um, like what do you do in that moment? Yeah. Usually I just tell her that I'm not going to engage. So like I can verbally signal that with enough and just say like, no, like, we're not going to play right now. Um, she's usually pretty good at reading my body language. Like, a lot of the time, I realize I don't actually use the words all the time. It's just, like, everyone is picking up from the context that we're done playing. Mm -hmm. um, I for sure have those moments, though. It's tough because play is something that we worked so hard for that, I'll be honest, nine out of ten times that she initiates it with me, I'm like, heck yeah, I'm so honored and happy that you want to play with me. So like, I will. Um, sometimes it's short. Or mm -hmm. if I'm not feeling it, I'll be like, oh, like, all right, yeah, like, I'm so happy that you're playful right now. This is this is a win. This is amazing. And I'll do it for a little bit. And then I'll like tap Sean in. Um, yeah. um, or, or even yeah, just like keeping it short. Other times I'll try to find like, how like you're expressing a desire to me like mm -hmm. you're telling me that you'd like to engage or like get this going and so i'll try to think sometimes 
about how I can do that in a way that feels better for me in the moment. Cause like if I'm having a horrible time playing tug, like it's not going to be that great for her either. Yeah. So well, that's her favorite game. Maybe I can play fetch with her instead. And then, you know, she's having maybe not quite as great of a time, but like I'm having a better time and we're meeting in the middle, middle. Mm-hmm. or, you know, maybe I can like, we'll play um really low energy play. That was a big thing for me. Like once, we got her interested in play more to show her that play doesn't have to be crazy over arousal. I think that's actually a misconception when talking about play and training is like, sometimes people are like, if you're saying that you play with your dog all the time, like, aren't they adrenalized and like over aroused? And it's a totally fair question. Um, But sometimes I'll just play a really easy game of tug then where it's like two fingers and we're just kind of, gently going at it and thankfully she has the bite inhibition and like understands that well enough now um but 100 sometimes i'm like no like i will lay on the floor with you and we're gonna like snuggle instead and i just have to like tell her that you know i'm not gonna put myself in a situation where i'm gonna get annoyed um because good but no totally get that um our our personal play is like very very low energy um because if not she like is a herder so she's just like mouthy and if it gets too high energy it's just like I come out with like scratches and like bite marks even though she didn't mean to like bite me it's just like she's mouthy because she's a herding breed um absolutely so yeah kind of have to like pick those battles and then something that what is it oh I just said for sure I was just agreeing oh yeah um, something that I kind of thought of like last minute. Um, so if you are like playing and then maybe a distraction comes up, um, and you can like tell that she like saw it and was like a little bit alert to it. still like engaging with you, but kind of like is side eyeing, like whatever the distraction may be. How do you kind of like keep the, like, how do you keep the momentum up that she's like, okay, I like need to just forget about that and then like keep focusing kind of on like the game if that makes sense (laughs) if if it's safe and she like stays engaged so like if I see her struggling a bit like you know let's say we're playing on the beach and a dog passes us um she'll probably side eye like she she's still at the point where like she's scared she doesn't want a strange dog approaching her she kind of wants to know where they are um but she trusts us enough and is like her play system is activated enough that her fear system can only be activated so much. Um, and so if she stays in the game, once the dog is passed and is like a safe distance away, and I, I let her win usually to be like, that was amazing. Like you fought through that and you won and we try to celebrate, do a little victory lap. Like I try to make it a very exciting win. Um, but I keep, I keep us in the phase where we both have possession of the toy mm-hmm. until it's past enough that I can tell she's starting to come back because otherwise I run the risk of like, I think it was a Jay seminar once where he talks about how if you're in that phase where dog and owner are both possessing and like fighting for it, it's much harder to actually get torn away from the game. Um, and that's very true for her. So like if I let go of it right when that dog passed, like we're at the point now where she like, she wouldn't react, she wouldn't freak out, but she would definitely just like hold the toy and kind of like, stare with her ears and like be very alert um but yeah if she pushes through that feeling if she stays in the game with me then she gets to win she gets a big party and then we make sure that we start up right again like I won't 
if she fights through a distraction for me, I make sure that I don't end the game right after. Like I try to keep it going and like give her a good like, like wow, you did amazing. Mm-hmm. We're gonna keep it fun. If Bobby is with me, then nine out of ten times, if she starts to get distracted, we will automatically go and play monkey in the middle because chasing is just like that that thing for her. So it's okay, like we are going to play monkey in the middle and like she is going to really have to like fight for it to to get the ball. Um it's a game that we play quite often. If if he's like here if he's around like whenever we're playing like monkey in the middle for sure it's such a fun game i actually was talking to someone the other day they didn't know what monkey in the middle was um which i really i know (laughs) i was like what um okay (laughs) hi scout she ran over from her um clothes rack (laughs) hi sweetie um okay let's see all right, so navigating away from play a little bit. Um, if we were just talking to, like, anyone on the street about being a respectful dog owner, um, what are, like, some of the things that you would say just so that um, they know to respect your space and kind of not give them a whole big feel of what you're going through, but, like... Okay. I think the the short... The shortest answer I'd give is just trying to let them know that not everyone is comfortable around dogs. Mm-hmm. Um, that's just something that I truly didn't know for a long time. Like childhood, Haley had no idea. I just assumed everyone liked dogs like I liked dogs. Also, she's going back to her bed. She came for a quick drink of water and like three seconds of pets. And now she is back to her um, tent over there. Clothes rack. I need to get her an elevated bed. She clearly, clearly likes this. Um, But yeah, I feel like, to me, if someone is a person who has a value of caring about other people in general, and Mm -hmm. then can just make it clear not everyone is comfortable around dogs necessarily, that's often enough. Like, just, you know, think twice. Like, not everyone wants your dog to sniff in their space or that kind of thing. Getting more specific is just like those, yeah, just like a little bit of space can go a long way. Um, And I'm big about visual cues that your dog is under control so like I would trust Scout to walk around my neighborhood with me completely off leash and I would feel confident that she wasn't going to go anywhere because I know her and I spend every day with her and we've been in enough situations where she's recalled or held obedience under you know crazy circumstances so like for me I feel really comfortable with that and like you know it wouldn't it wouldn't be a big deal. Um, like I'd feel great about it. People in my neighborhood don't know Mm -hmm. she's trained like that and I don't expect them to. And like, you know, uh, also there's a law, which is a whole other thing to talk about. Yeah. Uh, Like I'm really big about visual cues because sometimes it's easy to forget that we know our dogs and like, we know that they're X, Y, or Z, like they're friendly or they're not going to break command or whatever. Um, Like, even if your dog is under command when I'm 15 feet away from you, how do I know they're going to stay in command when I get five feet away from you? Like, that's happened to us before where a dog has looked engaged with its owner and then at the last second it has pinned her to the street and attacked her and started this whole thing. Mm -hmm. Um, So, yeah, like, I'm really 
even just like the simplest thing, um, like Sean's mom is pretty afraid of dogs. And like, if someone is holding the leash and just puts like an extra hand on it or like shortens it slightly as they pass, just so that she, she can see that there's no physical way that dog can encroach on her space. It gives her yeah. so much peace of And it takes yeah. like two seconds. It's like such no. an easy thing, but it calms her down. It's like, I totally agree. One time, um, I was walking and this is pretty early on. Um, so like our walks were still very much structured and I, she's relaxing. I just had to, she decided that her lobster was actually better than the cot bed. And sorry, this is all of us on Instagram, right? Every time she does anything, I'm like, look at how cute my dog is. I know. <laughs> um, you were saying, yeah, this, was, this was pretty early on. Like we were so very much like structured and um, I had went off, like we were in heel. There was a person coming on a sidewalk. I went over into a driveway and told Layla to go into down just like to practice. And the lady walking by was just like, this is the first time I've ever felt safe around a dog. And like, Oh, like basically it was like, I'm very scared of dogs. Like you don't know how much I appreciate you doing that. And I was like, I was just doing this like to, to train, <laughs> but it like ever since that happened, especially because it was like early on, it's made me very much aware. And like literally every time that we pass someone and we're on like a tight sidewalk, I will go into a driveway or a yard and just like put Layla in a middle or a down or a sit or just like whatever, just like get her over to the side. And over time, it's actually taught her that if she sees someone up ahead and she's just like loose leash walking, she will automatically like veer over. And it's just like so nice. Um, it is. Yeah. So, so much to people. And it's not difficult. Like I try to focus like, how do I put it? It's super unfair that the whole world to go out of its way for everyone else in the world, right? Like, mm -hmm. I have to meet scouts' needs. I have to meet my own needs. And if I live my life constantly preoccupied about her ever making someone uncomfortable, I would literally never take her anywhere. Like, there's a chance that someone's going to be at the patio that we're at, and they're going to be afraid of dogs. And even if she is laying quietly, they're going to be scared. And I can't let that keep me from ever taking her somewhere. Mm-hmm. I think there's a lot I can do in the middle that's just very reasonable, like leashing when we pass someone or locking the flexi when we pass or, you know, those simple things. If I notice that she's looking at someone, you know, like wanting to say hi, she's getting a lot more social lately with people. Um, if I notice that sometimes just like saying her name so that she looks at me and like the person does, like there's all these little things that it's not like I'm going a mile out of my way. Um, mm -hmm. Isn't it just amazing when someone thanks you for that? It just I know. Like it really is. Because you're just like, I, I mean, it's because in that moment, I was like, I wasn't even like really doing this like for you. <laughs> I was doing this like <laughs> to work with my dog. Um, and then it's like, but it just made like a, such a huge impact on my life that literally every time like we just veer over a little bit because that one time just like made such a huge difference to me. Um, yeah. I love that question. That's such a good question. I know. Um, and it, you know, I honestly like never thought I would be able to take my, would be able to take Layla around my grandma. Um, just because she has been 
bad about like jumping up on people in the past and just like she is like super I don't want to say like hyper but like if she does get aroused like she she gets aroused um yeah and I for like the longest time I was so scared well I finally did it like two or three weeks ago I think and um it was just me and Layla and my grandma and the whole time I like I was like in the house but I was like holding Layla's leash like not like tight or anything but just like just holding it just in case Uh she's let it go like I'm nervous (laughs) she was like just let it go like she's fine and like she ended up just like laying down beside me and falling asleep and it was just like so nice um there was even a point that, like, my grandma was sitting in her recliner and, like, Layla brought up her bone and she, like, wanted her, <laughs> she wanted my grandma to throw the bone. <laughs> I was like, Layla, you can't do I love it. I mean, you can do that, but I was just like, please be careful. <laughs> like, she has bad knees. <laughs> um, it, it was just, like, such a sweet moment. It's It's one of those things where it's, like, it really puts things into perspective of like why we do some of the training or like why we live our life the way that we do. Um, yeah, it was, it was a really special moment for me. Um, okay. And then advice for advocating for your dog. So you kind of already like spoken on that a little bit. Um, yeah. If you have anything to add. I think, so, so, you know, obviously one of my big values in life is being respectful to the people around us. Um, but finding a balance where I've had to remind myself in some situations that Scout's opinion of me matters most. Like when I went to the very first group class we did with her, which was like big, scary moment for me um, last, last fall. In the car on the way there, I brought Sean with us to the first class. I made him come with me for moral support. It, it was a strict, like, one handler in the, like, field per dog. But I was like, can, can you just sit on that chair and, like, cheer us on, please? Um, and in the car on the way there, I just had to tell him, like, I don't care what any of these people think of me. I care that when I leave here tonight, Scout still knows I have her back. Um, so, like, sometimes it's really hard. Like, I'm a people pleaser. Mm-hmm. Um, that isn't super obvious and I am conflict averse and it's not natural for me to like be super bold and assertive. That's one of the reasons that I'm constantly justifying and acknowledging nuance because it's just not natural for me to say like, this is how it is. Mm -hmm. Um, And so sometimes it's really hard because, you know, someone wants to pet her or, whatever. And I don't want to make that person upset and I feel bad and all, all of these things. And so I've just had to remind myself that like barring being a jerk, like unless the situation is dire, I'm going to be polite. I'm going to, yeah, I'm fine. Um, but I have to care more about my dog's opinion of me than the opinion of a stranger at a patio who I'm probably never going to see never again. Gonna see again. Yeah. And if that there's a bigger issue with my relationship with my dog. Like she has to be more important to me than what a stranger thinks of me. Cause otherwise I'm just, it, in my mind, I'm doing it all wrong. Like even when we moved to our neighborhood, like the second morning um, we lived here, we took her on our first neighborhood walk. And that first neighborhood walk, a neighbor's lab tried to run up to her in the street. And I was like, great, here's how I'm going to meet my neighbor by like physically keeping their dog away from my dog. That's fun. Like that's how we want 
start off this neighbor relationship. Um, but even then, like just reminding myself that like Scout's trust in me matters more than what this neighbor thinks. And if possible, I can do that in a really polite, nice way. And like, she was actually great about it. Like I politely stopped the lab. It was this really fat old lab. It wasn't really a thing. <laughs> yeah, you didn't have to um, do much. <laughs> literally just like put a hand out and like stood there and the dog was like, oh, um, so, you know, it worked out fine, but yeah, but yeah, finding myself that like, she has to be most important. And again, there's a balance. Like I'm not going to be in a jerk if I have the option to not be a jerk. Um, but at the end of the day, I will choose disappointing someone over yeah. disappointing her. <laughs> well, and like, I feel like relationship with, with your dog, um, it just like once you get on like this like deeper kind of level of it, it's like, um, you know, they're who you come home to. It's like the same thing with Bobby. Like I come home to Bobby and it's or your spouse, um, partner, whatever, and it's just like you live with them. Yep. So if you know, family or friends or like this or that is like coming into conflict, it's like, okay, who who did you choose to live with? And then it's like, you go through all, all these like situations of, or all these things of what a relationship like actually is kind of thing. There we go. She was doing the tail thing. Oh, I see. <laughs> Just like <laughs> a, a little like flop. Yeah. Yeah. But I totally agree. Like you have to make those decisions and, I think sometimes there's a false dichotomy created where like people think that you either have to be mean or yeah. you have to be a pushover. And there's like this whole spectrum in the middle. Like you can be firm, but really kind. Yeah. Um, and you can like advocate for your dog while being, you know, like you don't have to shout at everyone. Like, no, don't approach. I mean, sometimes you do like that, that dog who I thought was actually trying to attack her like two weeks ago, a hundred percent. I screamed my lungs off at the dog and like, I was not being, kind um, but that's a different situation like there's just a whole spectrum like always for sure um okay just a few more questions I don't know if you like need to go or anything um I'm good. okay perfect if you're not sick of my voice yet I'm all right no <laughs> um I just I, wanted to make sure that like you weren't um sometimes it's fun to be crazy though yeah it is fun to be crazy <laughs> Um, okay. Has your mental health been affected through dog ownership? Um, you touched on that a little bit earlier about like those early days you were just like angry 24 seven. Uh, yeah, I was not I good. About how I was like an anxious ball of, of stress and, um, didn't even like know what to do with Layla at one point in my life. Um, but then it's, like, I feel like she just only brings, like, joy into your life now. Um, basically, like, the same thing with Layla. Like, she does some things that annoy me sometimes, but it's, like, the big picture of things. She brings 90% joy and then, like, 10% kind of, like, annoyance. <laughs> and then, um, but it might not even be 10%. <laughs> I don't know. It might only be, like, 5 <laughs> Um <laughs> But definitely, like it can make you have emotions. Oh yeah. Yeah. Big time. Yeah. It was really negative for me at first, honestly, which like sounds bad to say. Um, I yeah. mean, I loved her 
time where like we we were like a little bit toxic for each other for a while and just figuring things out and then it got really positive because she has been one of the catalysts like she and sean have been two catalysts that have helped me become more self-aware um and going through that negativity and anger and like resentment, which is a really poisonous feeling. That's one of the feelings that I'm most afraid of in my relationships. Yeah, bitterness. Yeah, like starting to go through that helped me be more aware of what I was doing and, and how I could adjust. And now it's been really healthy for me. Like I think I'm a much better person for having gotten to be Scout's owner. Like she's mm -hmm. taught me a lot about in all sorts of different areas. Um, yeah, yeah, it's weird. It was like a big dip for a while. And like, now I think it's helped me a lot. And I'll never say that she only brings joy because like, there are definitely moments where I am overwhelmed or, you know, like, once in a while, just exhausted. And I'm so cozy in bed. And the thought yeah. of getting like, let her out to pee one more time feels like too much, which is so silly. Like, I realize how lazy that sounds. But you know, we just all of these moments where yeah, it's like, like sometimes 10% annoyance I was talking about. It's exactly. like that exists and I'll never, and it doesn't. Or like sometimes there are days where I feel like I let her down or she's stressed for some reason that I don't know. And it's hard to deal with. Um, but most of the time it is really, it is really fun. Like I got her to have fun with her and yeah. Hella cute. Like always so that doesn't hurt <laughs> i know for sure i can't like the video that you put up of her ears just like popping up i was like this it kills me um like probably once a week if not more it's like almost a year old and i literally just watch it like it's in my favorite it's, oh it's for so sure i have like this five second clips of like layla doing like one little thing yeah um, yeah for sure. Yep. For sure. Um, like today we actually had a moment where I was like, why are you like doing this? this kind of thing? Oh, like this is amazing right now. Like I am just so happy that you exist in my life, dog. <laughs> <laughs> Dude, she is so cute. How old is she? Like three? Is she three? We, they think she was two-ish she was like between one and three when we adopted her so she is now between three and five so we okay, we four. okay. i would go younger yeah. just just say younger <laughs> she's gonna live forever anyway so i know i didn't want to guess the youngest because i didn't want to like think she was only 10 and have her be like older yeah um, but they're too much so yeah we feel i don't know we feel reasonable in our estimate. She's like four-ish, four and a half, maybe. Yeah. Um, yeah. I that. Yeah, we, we actually had a moment today where I was like, Lila, like, you are just, what are you doing? Kind of thing. Um, she had, like, gotten a fly swatter and started chewing on it. Oh, no. And I was in a meeting, and I was presenting, oh, no. so I, like, couldn't tell her to stop. Like, there yeah. was just, literally just, like, nothing in that moment that I could do. Um, exactly. And after the fact, like, I couldn't punish her because she was, like, not doing it anymore. It was just, like, but at the, I was, like, so irritated. Like, what? What? Like, you, like, you literally never do this. Like, what made you, like, think to do that even? Um, yeah. And that's, like, the 10% annoyance that I, like. 
that I talk about now. Um, but, For sure. you know, I, I don't really get annoyed if she reacts to stuff. Um, but it makes me more, I don't get annoyed or angry at her. It just makes me more like sad almost that like, I can't fix everything for her in that moment. You, you are in my head right now speaking that the moments I get most frustrated with Scout are moments that I'm not even frustrated with her. I feel yeah. like I'm failing her. Yeah. And internalize that really hard. Like, um, yeah. Like even some, she doesn't alarm bark that much anymore. This is something that we've worked through quite a bit. Cause again, like she's a cattle dog and that's natural and whatever. Mm -hmm. Um, but sometimes it's tough. Like how much of your alarm barking is this very natural territorialness that one would expect from your breed? And like, how much is it because you're pretty insecure still and like have a lot of confidence to grow? Yeah. Feel like if she alarm barked and like then looked at me and like I tried to tell her everything was fine and then she alarm barked again after that, I would just feel devastated. I would be mm -hmm. like, you trust me. I'm telling you it's fine. And like, you're not listening like our relationship is broken am i talking about you way too loud um and it was so it was so awful and i was never mad at her i was just sad that like yes like I, just sad that you can't fix everything sad that like a creature that literally does no wrong like feels bad or feels scared or frightened or like whatever it's like you do nothing wrong like you did, you, you don't deserve this kind of thing. Um, yeah. And I, I feel like super passionate about like, I just like, I've had really bad feelings before of um, like anxiety, depression. And whenever someone else feels that way and like, I know them personally, I'm like, you, you don't deserve this. And like, that's like part of the reason that I'm like so passionate about it is because I felt that way and like I don't think anyone like regardless of like anything just deserves to feel like some of the places that I've been before it's just like or some of the places that like family members that I've seen um like y people just don't deserve that um which is why I'm like so passionate about like taking care of your mental health and then also like taking care of Layla's mental health like, making sure that she's in, like, a calm state of mind. It's, like, anytime that she flees and is, like, so frightened to the point that she's, like, pulling and, like, almost, like, hyperventilating, just, like, breathing so hard. Um, I'm just, like, you don't deserve this. You do nothing wrong. Like, you do not deserve this. And it's, like, once you have one of those moments, um, which we had, it's, like, I'm going to do everything in my power for you not to have this feeling ever again, or at least this intense. Um, so it's off. It's just this, I mean, I think just like a week ago, a week and a half ago, um, shortly after that dog ran at her who like was really scary. Mm -hmm. I was talking to a friend and I just started crying that I like can't protect her from everything. Yeah. Cause like, and I can't, and I can show her that I'm always on her team. Like there very well might be a situation where I physically can't keep another dog away. Like that could happen. I'm a small person. The dog could be crazy. Like it, the probability's not high, but like it could happen. 
And so I used, I used to view things as like, I must advocate for you perfectly all the time, or I'm letting you down. Mm-hmm. And then I conversations with really wonderful people and just like processing has gotten me to a healthier point of I can't control everything, but whatever it is, we'll face it as a team. And that was really good outlook. I needed that because I used to feel I was failing her. Mm -hmm. if She had to endure something. And now it's like, okay, well, I'm not making you go through this. Like, I wish I could take it away but I can't, but what I will do is fight like crazy on your side and like, we'll figure it out. And that, that helped a lot. Cause like that dog almost got to her. Like if its owner hadn't come out of his house and like grabbed it at the second it did, like it might've reached her. It just didn't give, it did not care about me. Mm-hmm. Like I, all of the things that usually work really well. And of course I forgot my pepper gel and that yeah. specific, like, you know, of course the walk that I don't have it. So I didn't have like pet corrector or anything on me. Um, He like did not care about me. Like I was afraid of being bitten. He got so close to getting to her and she was just unaffected by it. Like she played, she asked to play after like she initiated the play like 30 seconds later and then wasn't any more anxious around other dogs. And again, it's an anecdote, but like I think the reason was because even though I wasn't doing a perfect job, I was showing her loud and clear that I was, working your hardest (laughs) i am i am in like 200 percent right now yeah yeah yeah. and it's like if that isn't enough then it isn't enough but i'm i'm showing you that like like i'm fighting for you i'm on your side and sometimes that's all we can do but yeah don't it's so hard i just wish i could take it away i just wish i could be like make her and everyone i love like you're saying just always comfortable and happy and can you tell she never gets any affection ever? Clearly, she's very... She's like, what is going on? <laughs> if I stop petting her, she has to make it very clear that actually she'd like to be pet still. Um, but yeah, that's a that's a huge thing. It's so hard. Even just like when, like when Sean gets sad, like I just... When, when Sean struggles with something, I just feel like I'm losing my own mind. Like it's yeah. so hard that we care about so much it's so silly I mean no one deserves it but it's easier to say that the people we love deserve it less yes especially don't deserve it yeah like I'd rather I'd rather be the one who's sad in those moments yeah um but like it doesn't work that way (laughs) I know like that one time that Layla just it was so intense I was like I will take this times 20 for you and I will have it for 20,000 days just so that you will never have to feel this again. Yeah, exactly. And I think there's an element with our dogs too that like, um, like I got a few questions after I talked a bit about that one specific dog situation here of mm-hmm. 90% joy. Like I just can't handle it. I just, I love when she wants to be touching me. Um, I got a handful of questions that were really, really fair questions about like, well, like, what if you get bit? Like, that's not good either. And like, totally. Like that situation just fundamentally was not ideal. Yeah, it's Um, not good for anyone. Yeah, in a perfect world, we don't find ourselves in that situation. But if we do, I want to be the one getting bit because 
I can internalize it better. Yeah. Like mentally I will process and recover from that better. Mm -hmm. Um, So I'd always rather have it be me than her. Like, I think with dogs, there's an element of like how we conceptualize the world and like our ability to, yeah, just, just like process things differently. Like I can understand that the bad thing that happened to me, like I can understand the probabilities and like look at these things and like get brave enough to go out on a walk again much more easily than Mm -hmm. she can. Um, It just makes it extra hard. They're just, they're just so good. I just want to give her like the perfect life. And obviously that's impossible, but now it, it kind of reminds me, um, have you ever like been running with scout? Cause I know you guys run, um, or jog or whatever you want to call it. Um, yes. have you ever, like, oh. been running and you trip and she just like comes and looks at you like, what did I do wrong? How can I like fix this for you? And cause I, I, we've had that moment once I've only went running with Layla, like, five ish times and then we we stopped once I got really hot out um (laughs) but I did trip one time and she looked at me like did I do this and I was like no you didn't do this but it was so cute and you like can't tell them like there was one moment that will be branded in my brain forever where we were on a run and there was this like blind corner and there was this guy with golden on an unlocked flexi that came around the corner and I mean like it wasn't there and then it was like two feet from her so she she had a pretty big reaction like it was surprising for everyone the golden was barking and reacting like it was not a good situation and then like we you know we keep running we try to keep going and like 30 seconds later maybe not even 30 seconds later I was pretty anxious and like had a lot of adrenaline and I tripped mm-hmm. and when I fell from tripping I kicked her back leg like total accident, but like I kicked her back leg and she squeaked, like she did her little yelp and she looked at me and just put her tail down and kind of like cowered. And I was like, no, 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 no. Like, I'm not mad at you. Like that is, wow. She's, I'm, I'm emotional recounting this story and she keeps looking at me like, what's, what's going on? It felt so bad because I couldn't explain to her. Like I knew she had just had a really bad moment. Yeah. And then I made it worse by like putting that stress, like that's not a reaction that I ever would have punished. Like it was fair. If all of a sudden there's this crazy thing right in your face, like you, you get to react to that. Like that's fine. Um, And yeah, it's like so adorable that they care about us and our relationship. Like it means. So it's cute. And it just like breaks my heart sometimes because like I can't, even, like, little things, like, I can't explain to Scout that, like, I can't see in the dark. And if I, like, step on her tail in the middle of the night, like, does she think I did it on purpose? Because, yeah. like, for all she knows, maybe everything I do is on purpose. I don't know how she thinks about that. or if No, she- that's so true. <laughs> that's so true. Um, okay, two two more questions. So your favorite way to um, – do dog free stuff like you are dog free for a night what are you doing sean and i are going somewhere preferably that we haven't been before um we love we love that like we like trying new foods and trying new drinks and like have had some of our best conversations just at these random places that we've found um and if that's not possible like you know obviously there are 
constraints there and we can't go out to like a fancy meal all the time sort of thing um just like exploring somewhere new the two of us or just like driving around um that's always so fulfilling because like we do most things the three of us yeah like everything we do as a family and it's really good for both of us to have that time to charge like just together Mm -hmm. um and then I work from home, so I get time by myself during the day if I, like, really need it. Yeah. So, yeah. That's exactly Good. how we are, too. Um, we were talking about, like, what do you want to do for your our honeymoon? I was just like, I don't know. <laughs> um, but I was like, well, I think it would be, like, a really good time to go and do a trip that we fly. Because um, if we fly, like, we can't take Layla. So I was like, I think that would be a really good opportunity to, to fly somewhere. Um, so, and that's, that's our dog, our dog free. Like we do the same thing. Um, go on a cool date. Um, we like concerts and you can't yeah. really, like, take dogs to concerts or like, I don't really feel comfortable taking Layla. Um, yeah, absolutely. And then the last question that I have is, are you going to incorporate Scout in your wedding somehow? We are. Um, so we had one venue booked that ended up falling through, which was really awful and very sad. The original plan was that she would actually be with us during the ceremony on the beach. Um, that didn't end up happening. There were some, yeah, it just didn't work out. We don't need to recount the whole story. It was very sad for me. Um, so now we're getting married on a beach that doesn't allow dogs, which is sad. So she can't actually be in the ceremony. But how we're doing our wedding is we have a house. It's just like a big Airbnb that sleeps like 30 people. And we booked it for seven nights. Okay. And we're getting married on the um, we're getting married on the second night there. And then inviting like the people that we're closest to to come for as long as they're able. Um, so we'll get married and then it'll just be like a kind of like a vacation, like a bachelor, bachelorette, honeymoon, kind of all in one, like just with the people awesome. that we love in one place. And the house is dog friendly. So she yeah. can't actually be like at the beach during the ceremony itself, but she'll be involved in the reception. Um, you know, she'll just be around hanging out with everybody that we love for that week. I have a vision. I think I've convinced Sean. Um, we'll have to see. We just need to see what the environment is like, because travel's always a bit stressful and like, she's never had problems with people. She likes people, but she's just fearful in general. She gets overwhelmed. So I don't want to push it. Um, I have a vision, though, of Sean and I doing our first dance, and it's, like, you know, some slow song that we love, and then, like, halfway through switching to some super upbeat song and asking Scout if she's ready and having, like, three-person tug, because we do that a lot. And, like you know, like our first dance and then like our first tug as a, um, as like a married family. I really like that idea. <laughs> I don't put too much pressure on the idea. Cause like, if she isn't comfortable enough to play like that yeah. around everyone, like I'm not gonna, you know, I'm not gonna ask her to, um, but that's my dream because that I feel like awesome. That sums up who we are as a family. Like, <laughs> no, that's, that's awesome. Our, so like, as of now, our plans very, very similar, actually. Um, we're going to do like first look and like kind of our, 
own vows to each other um, and some really cool spots at this forest Ooh. and have photos and everything. And like Layla will be a part of that. Um, and then come back to the cabin and we'll have our actual ceremony. Um, and during that time, like kind of question mark on what she's doing, just probably more so like dependent upon her mood yeah, and like chill around everyone. Um, but I'm really excited because I'm gonna get like her a little flower, like collar. Um, it's so cute. Like, I mean, I don't have it on me or anything. I don't. I haven't even talked to a florist, but like, I just know it's gonna be really cute. <laughs> oh my gosh, that makes me so happy. And it's fall, right? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, that'll just be beautiful, especially with her coloring sorry I'm just like picturing no, the photos it, in my head yeah <laughs> um it'll look it'll look really good I think um yeah. for sure okay I'm amazing. gonna call her up here real quick and say yeah say goodbye and then and then we'll be off hopefully she will come up here and she please <laughs> Layla someone is pooped oh I didn't even have to I didn't even have to, uh, hi, Mrs. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> I didn't even have to call her name. She, like, heard the door open. She's like, Mom's done. Yeah. <laughs> oh, I love it. I love it so much. You want some butt scratches? She's so pretty. I put an iPad, and she's like, what is this toy? And, like, why are you paying attention to it instead of me? <laughs> That's uh, been the, the past like two days. Um, yeah, yeah. Oh, I love it. This was this was way too fun. I feel like I could talk dogs with you for like twenty four hours. Probably oh, we we would just seriously. keep going. <laughs> seriously, um, we we definitely would. It's it's funny because I feel like we, um, like have a lot of the same principles, but our dogs are like totally two different ends of the spectrum. Like Layla is very much social. And, like, super she, – she gets really aroused from, like, energy. And then Scout is kind of just, like, more, like, reserved in, in, mm -hmm. in like, what – in the areas that she gets, like, excited and aroused, Scout is, like, more reserved, I feel like. So, um, two different ends of the spectrum, but, like, we're using, like, similar tools to kind of, like, meet in the middle, which I think is, is awesome. I love it. I always love hearing about – different dogs and like that's one of the reasons I can't answer questions straight is like the reason the reason we do everything the way that we do is because of who Scout is and what our life is like and that looks different for everyone um but it's so fun to meet people who like like we align on so much and we just apply it to our different dogs and our different lifestyle and that's mm -hmm. like such a fun I don't know I could just have those conversations all day like it's so fun for me oh for sure <laughs> for sure um, but yeah, I've had a ton of fun talking to you. It's been so great. Um, I'll post post this video tomorrow. Um, awesome. Okay, Layla, tell them bye. Tell bye, Layla. She's like big stretch. It's bedtime, y'all. Uh, <laughs> okay. Good night. Good night. Thank you. Bye.